What's going on family? Pastor Sergio Chavez reporting live and direct to you and yours. And listen, I wanted to take a moment to thank you for tuning in to the Hope Huddle Podcast, your place for inspiration, hope, and empowerment. When we talk about prayer, prayer is such a powerful, a powerful weapon against us making wrong decisions. When we talk about prayer, uh, when we connect to God, we have the opportunity to get timely direction from the Lord. When we talk about prayer, it's something that eliminates worry and anxiety. Prayer produces peacefulness in our hearts and our minds. Whenever we pray, we invite God into our daily life activities. We, uh, whenever we connect to God in prayer, it produces confidence within us. It gives us energy. It prevents distractions. It reminds us to take action. It protects us from discouragement and it opens doors for opportunity. That is the opportunity that we have through prayer. And we, again, we began to discuss the attitude of prayer, how we should approach prayer. And today, I want to discuss this fact. And if you will be honest with me, I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand. One of the struggles that we have with prayer is that oftentimes we feel that our prayers are uh, hit a ceiling. And as if it's almost as if um, we're speaking to God, but it's like we're speaking to ourselves because we don't hear anything back. If we're honest, that is a struggle in prayer. Anybody with me will keep it honest, keep it 100 with me? Okay, that is a struggle with prayer that we believe that God is taking our words and he's putting it in the spam folder. Some of y'all feel that way. <laughs> Let me just throw that in the junk drive right there. Let me just put that. We often struggle with prayer because we pray and we believe that we're just talking to ourselves. I'm just wasting my time. I feel like God is not listening to me, but I want to let you know today that the God that we serve is a relational God, that the God that we serve is a loving God. That means that he is a communicator. In fact, God is always communicating with us. It might blow your mind and you may not believe it, but the reality is that God desires to speak to us constantly and on a daily because he is a relational being. God is loving. He communicates with us. Our failure, I love this quote, our failure to hear his voice when we want is due to the fact that we do not in general want to hear his voice. The reality is, is we say, God, speak to me. But, but the reality is that when God has spoken to us previously, we say, no, God, I'm, I, listen, that ain't for me because... <laughs> God, you talking about me going to church regular? Nah, you ain't speaking to me. You talking about me serving and giving my time, my treasure, my talent? You talking about me making sacrifice? Nah, you ain't speaking. See, the reality is we do not really want to hear God because when God speaks to us, it will correct us. We say, God, I want you to speak to me. And we often say, God, you're not speaking to me because when he's spoken to us, it's about making some changes in our lives. It's mighty quiet in here. Are you all still with me here today? All right, just know that I love you as I'm speaking to you. Just let me know that you're here by giving me some good amens, just responding to today's message. Uh, uh, God, speak to me. You got to get rid of that relationship. You ain't, you ain't speaking to me, Lord. God, I just got an unexpected check. Go ahead and give me a percentage of that because I want to build the church. That ain't for me, Lord. This my check. God, speak to me. You got to be kinder with your wife or your husband. Lord, that word is for them. That ain't for me. You see the way they've been treating me and talking to me? You got to forgive. That ain't for me. 
You gotta let go of some things. That ain't for me. See, God is constantly speaking to us, and if we're honest, the reality is, if we really take a step back, we can look at moments in our lives and we say, you know what, that was really God speaking to me. And some of y'all made mistakes because you just heard something inside of you, that small inner voice that told you, don't go there, don't say this, don't hang around with this person. And you said, no, that ain't for me. No, I'm just gonna do it. And then you end up regretting it, and you look at it and you say, that was God. trying to speak to me. The reality is God is constantly speaking to us, but do we want to hear it? But, But here's the thing. Now more than ever, we need people that are willing to hear God, that are willing to listen to God, that are willing to obey God, because when we do that, we're gonna be of a blessing to people. We're gonna make an impact wherever we go. When we hear and listen to God, our relationships will change. Our marriages will begin to be different. When we begin to hear and actually listen to God and put into practice what he speaks to us. We're going to see our businesses change. We're going to see our church change. We're going to see friendships change. We're going to see things change in our lives as a consequence of hearing and listening to God. Here's the thing. In order for us to understand how God speaks, it's important for us to understand throughout scripture and throughout history how he's spoken in the past throughout millennium and throughout eras and centuries. There's a thing called general revelation. Theologians, biblical scholars have called this concept throughout scriptures general revelation or natural revelation. Is it all right if I teach a little bit? Is it all right? Can I get, a, get, a, can I get an amen if it's all right that I teach? All right, I'm gonna teach a little bit. So if you're writing these notes down, I want you to write it down. There's a thing called general revelation, natural revelation which tells us that creation speaks of the glory of God. That when we look at the sun, there's something inside of each person, regardless if you try to fight it or deny it, there is something inside of us. There is a God-shaped void or hole and something that longs to say, you know what, somebody created that. I don't know who it is and I don't know what it is, but there is something that speaks to me when I look at the ocean. I don't, uh, there's something about the complexities of life and the structures and the way things are put together that, that just tells me that there is a God when my wife was pregnant uh, several times now, uh, uh, a couple times now, uh, and I just, life began to form in her belly, there was something about that experience that life began to to form. I don't know about you, but if you ever wondered and look at life being produced, or you look at the sun, the moon, and the star, it tells us that there is a creation. You look at the things that are around you, it's as if you were to look at a watch in a random place, and you look inside that watch, and you see the mechanisms and the gears that are working, and you say, you know what, that watch didn't appear out of nowhere, that watch, someone created or invented that watch, and so theologians through our scripture have taught us that there is general revelation that when we look at all of these things, the way the world is complex and that there is a creator, he speaks to us through general or natural revelation. Then there is a concept called special revelation and that is where we get the scripture, the Bible, because God inspired specific men and women by his Holy Spirit to write down things. And then when we look at scriptures about visions and prophecies and all of these different things, how God used prophets, priests, and kings, we see special revelation that God used people, specific people, not only through uh, 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 the natural world, not only through creation, but also he used specific people. And then you have you have what's called subordinate revelation. And subordinate revelation is you have the scripture, you have the word of God, you have the Bible, and then there are situations, circumstances that God uses to speak to us. There are certain seasons, there are certain lessons and things that we go through in life, and God uh, uh, may not speak to you in an audible voice, 
voice you may not hear. See, I don't know about you, but there, when, I was, when I first got saved, I, I, I always wanted to hear an audible voice. I don't know if you'll keep it real with me, but I just said, God, do it one time. I just want to hear a voice. But can I keep it real? I've never heard an audible voice. But yet throughout the 16 years that I've been saved, I've constantly heard the voice of God because what God does is he communicates through his Holy Spirit to your spirit. And then through that, it communicates to your mind and to your heart. And so God speaks through impressions. He speaks through thoughts. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks through people. He speaks through his word. His words. So I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but God will use people to say, hey, uh, I, I really sense that the Lord is telling you to do this or telling you to do that, telling you to avoid this, telling you to prevent this. And see, that's called subordinate revelation. These are the different ways. This is good stuff that I'm saying here today. This is good stuff. I'm going to help somebody. These are the different ways that God speaks throughout these revelations. But here is the thing that I want you to understand today. It is the nature of God to speak. It's his nature. He wants to have fellowship with you. He wants you to hear him all the time. Someone say all the time. All the time. Look at the person beside you and tell him all the time, all the time. Yes, yes, yes. He's promised to lead us through his spirit and enable us to know his voice. That means that you can learn to know the voice of God. Anybody want to learn to hear the voice of God? Anybody with me want to learn? I got 10 people. I praise God for you 10. Thank God for you 10. Uh, here's the thing. When you tune into God's voice, it won't be an occasional event. It's going to be an everyday part of your life. That's why in the New Testament, Jesus said, he who has an ear, he who has an ear, he who has an ear, who spiritual ears. He says it 15 different times in the scripture. He who has an ear, he who has an ear, listen to the word of God. And so today I want to teach on learning to hear the voice of God. So is it all right if I give you a quick checklist on hearing the voice of God? All right, here's number one. Let me give you this first thing to put on the checklist to hear the voice of God. The first thing, the first question on the checklist that you should have in order for you to be in tune and listen to the voice of God, is your receiver on? Is your receiver on? I want you to write that down if you're taking notes. Is your receiver on? What do you mean, Pastor? In order for you all to hear this message and to hear my voice, I am transmitting frequency, vibrations through this microphone. This microphone is a transmitter. I'm gonna help somebody today. Let me know if you're ready to catch a word. Let me know if you're ready to catch a word. Where are my people that are ready to catch a word? All right, all right, get ready to catch it. I'm using a transmitter. This transmitter is connected to a receiver. If I turn this receiver off, I can be speaking nonstop till I'm blue in the face. But unless the receiver is on, you won't get the message. Pastor, what does turning the receiver on look like? Do you have an expectation that God can speak to you? The way that you turn your spiritual receiver on is you turn on the expectation that God wants to speak to you. Look at what the scripture says in Luke chapter 11, verse 9 and 10. It says, so I say to you, ask, ask, 
and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And the one who knocks, the door will be opened. I don't have the scripture on the screen, but I just want you to listen to Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 13. You will seek me, and you will find me. When you seek me with all of your heart. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6 says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently seek him. This talks about expectation. When you go to God, do you have the expectation? God, I believe that you're real. God, I believe that I am your son. I believe that I am your daughter. I believe that you love me and that you want to speak to me. Or are you approaching your moment of prayer saying, God, I'm going to pray because pastor telling me to pray, but I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I'm going to get anything out of this. Your receiver is off. God, you know what? I'm going to just go ahead and try to talk to you and all these, all these things that I'm listening to. You know what? I don't know if it's real. I don't know if it's going to happen. For, and you just with doubt and fear and with guilt and with shame and all of these different things that are running through your mind that is hindering from your spiritual receiver turning on. You've got to turn on the spiritual receiver. And the way that you turn it on is through expectation. Can I talk to you about expectation? Expectation, yeah, yeah, expectation. You know, my daughter, when she looks at my wife, see, my, my daughter, my, my uh, going on six, seven, seven month old, she still nurses with mom. And so whenever she looks at, at, at my wife, Francesca, uh, when she looks at her, she could be from a long distance. And if she's hungry, she just starts staring at her. <laughs> she just starts, and uh, you know, it, 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 it's amazing because she could be all the way across the room, but I know, it's, I know when she's hungry because she just starts staring at her mother. Mother is not even paying attention to her. She going about her business and she just eyeing her wherever she goes. Why? Because she has a what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She has an expectation that I'm going to get what I need. Can I talk about expectation? Before that same baby was born, that baby had a name. Because my wife was... That baby had a name. That baby had a room. That baby had clothes. And it hadn't even happened yet expectation. See, there are people that say, God, I'm patiently waiting on my answer. But there's no expectation. I I, want to talk to my people that are really from the DMV. You had to take Metro bus all around the city. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Metro and bus. What what did you have to have in order to to catch that bus? (laughs) Because if you didn't have expectation, that thing will just pass on by because you're falling asleep with your headphones. I wish I had somebody that had expectation. God, uh, I don't know when it's going to happen for me, but I believe that you're going to give me an answer. God, I don't know how the blessing is going to come, but I believe that you're a rewarder to those who diligently seek you. God, I'm knocking the door. I believe you're going to open it. Expectation. Don't know when, don't know how, don't know how it's going to look like, but God, I believe because you're a good God, you're going to give me an answer. And God, here it is. I'm okay if the answer is no. God, I'm okay if your answer is later, not right now. I talk to my two-year-old all the time. Baby, what do you want to watch? I want to watch Trolls. 
all the time, daggone trolls. That's a, I rebuke the spirit of trolls out of my house, man. I done heard that soundtrack 250 times. I'm so tired of it. What do you want to watch, trolls? When do you want to watch it? Right now, not, not right now. I'm asking you so I can get it ready, but it's coming later. What do you want to eat? Candy, cake. We haven't, we haven't ate breakfast yet. That's coming later. God, regardless of what the answer is, if it's yes, I receive it because my receiver is on. If it's no, God, I receive it because I know you have something better. If it's later, God, I'll wait for it. And when I wait on it, I'm going to have expectation that it's going to come. See, some of you don't know why I push you to shout amen. Do you know why I push you to shout amen and to respond to the message? Because because I want you to interact with the word and to actually take hold of the word and to receive it, to actually participate. Because I want all the blessings that God has for me. I don't know about you, but I want all the blessings. So when somebody is prophesying, preaching, teaching, when they're declaring songs, I say, yes, Lord, amen. I receive it, God. I receive, I, I, my receiver is on. While some of y'all really need something from God and God is speaking, God is ministering, but you're there with your mouth shut. Receiver, off. Can I get a good amen? Turn on the receiver. Would you lift your hand and say, God, I receive everything that you have for me. Whatever the answer is, God, I receive it. My receptors are on, God. Whatever you speak to me, my receiver is on. You've got to turn on the receiver. You've got to have expectation. Let me give you this, let me give you this second thing because time is flying by. Let me give you this second thing. Have you found the frequency yet? Have you found his frequency? You know, there was a time where we didn't have streaming, where you could just pull out your phone and at any moment, Spotify, iTunes, Tidal, and they're not sponsoring this, so we might have to delete that from the clip. They're not sponsoring any of this. Shout out to all of them if you do want to sponsor Hope Center. We welcome that. Y'all receiver is on now. You know, you can easily stream whatever you want. You can watch anything that you want. It's at the palm of your hand. There was a time where we had to tune into a TV. God, Phil, you probably the only one that can really identify with me. I'm not putting you on the spot, but we know what we're talking about. See, these youngins, they have no idea what it was to turn on the tube. It was still black, a little black and white, the color one all the way there, and you had the antenna. Remember when you had to stretch the signal and put aluminum foil on it? <laughs> you had, if you ain't have an antenna, you had to go in your closet, coat hanger, break it apart, stretch it out, put it on top, look for the signal. It ain't working right here, let me turn it to the right. (laughs) Signal ain't working there, let me bring it to the left. (laughs) You had to find the frequency. We used to, you used to have dial on the radio. (laughs) You you had to, because there there would be static that would interrupt, you would be close. You're like, my jam on, right there. And you, ah, that's, there's distortion, there's static. 
there's feedback. You had to, you had to persevere to find the dial. You had to persevere to, to get in tune. And the reality is with many of us in prayer, and I'll be the first one to say, I've struggled with this myself. A lot of times, God's frequency, he's speaking. Even when I'm speaking to him, he's speaking right back. But then all of a sudden, there are, there's static that interrupts the frequency. A lot of times, that static is fear. Oh, y'all not gonna keep it real with me. Thoughts of fear. God is speaking to you, but thoughts of fear is interrupting the frequency. See, frequency is a collection of sound bites and waves. What you're listening to, the, the, the reason you're able to listen to my voice is because there is sound waves, frequency. There are vibrations. Literally, my throat is producing vibrations from my vocal folds, and it's creating a collection of frequencies, and that frequency is being transmitted for you to receive this message. And, and, and here's the thing though, if there was interruptions, if all of a sudden you all started shouting over me, you would be able to hear my voice faintly or vaguely, but if you start to overpower me, as a matter of fact, let's do a quick exercise, all right? Let's do a quick exercise. I'm going to be speaking, and you all are going to raise your vibrations. You all are going to know what the vibes are. Here we go. Are you ready? Okay, when I, when I do this signal, I want you all to lift your voice. I want you, because I want you to see a picture of what happens when we pray. Because I'm going to be praying, but you all are going to be the, the interceptors of the frequency. Are you ready when I give you the signal? Here's this. I'm going to start praying. I'm going to signal you with my hand, and you're going to make a loud noise. All right, you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? I need everybody to interact. Here we go. Here we go. All right, go ahead. <laughs> Say whatever you want. Say, ah, scream, roller coaster, ah. <laughs> Receiver was off that time. That's all right. That's all right. Are you ready now? I'm on a roller coaster. That's what you should envision. <laughs> Go. So I can be speaking to you, but you are not hearing anything that I'm saying because you're intercepting the frequency and the feedback to what I'm saying. You all didn't hear anything I just said. Because I'm speaking, but there's an, an interception of the frequency that's overpowering my voice. And so often when we approach God, we come with about 80,000 negative thoughts in our head, and that's all that we, th ah, you see that? <laughs> We go to God's presence with 80,000 pessimistic, doubtful, negative thoughts expecting to hear from God. And that's interrupting the frequency. That's interrupting God's voice in our lives. Let's look at scripture. Let's go Bible. Let's go Bible. John chapter, 7, uh, John chapter 10, verse 27 through 28. Look at what the scripture says. It says, my sheep, this is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He's speaking actually to the Pharisees here in chapter 10. He's speaking to the Pharisees, talking about his disciples, his sheep, his, his, his children. He says, my sheep, listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they shall never perish. How many receive that? No one will snatch them out of my hand. Thank you, Lord. I receive that. My sheep, listen to my voice. When you get in tune with God's presence, 
When you start to align yourself with the word of God, you'll be able to distinguish between the voice of God and your voice or the voice of the enemy because because you know the presence of God, because you know his word, anything that doesn't sound or look like it, you know it's not God. If if, if there are thoughts when you go to the presence of God about fear and and a low self-worth, you'll be able to say, nope, that's not the voice of God because God calls me his own. He loves me, I'm his child, I'm blessed and highly favored. I am a blessing wherever I go. Uh, when fear and intimidation try to take over, you say, God has not given me a spirit of fear. Nope, that's not, that's not God because God said, God has not given me a spirit of fear but power, love, and a sound mind. I know the voice of God. The more you interact with God in his presence, in his word, and you start understanding his voice that he desires for you to prosper, he desires for you to live, he desires for you to grow, he desires for you to be transformed and to be like Jesus, you know when there are distractions that want to take you away from that guilt shame that ain't the voice of God I got to rebuke that cancel that out of my prayer life disobedience see listening but not really applying the word of God all of these different things get in the way of the frequency of what God wants to speak you feel like you have no purpose that's not the voice of God because God declares to you that before you were born that you were born with a purpose I'm, I'm God is using me right now to speak to somebody because you're believing that about yourself that you're lonely and that you have no hope that you have no purpose this may not be for you this might be for somebody that's watching me on YouTube and you're saying I have no worth I have no value I have no purpose purpose, I want to let you know that God is using me as a voice to speak his heart and declaring that you have value, that you have a purpose, that you are loved, that you are the head and not the tail. See, you got to get rid of those interceptors, those voices around you. See, oftentimes the enemy will use people in your life. They'll say, you really believe in God for that? Am I speaking to anybody in the house? You know what? You, you believe in God for that. I don't know if it's going to happen to you. And see, we start listening to all of these voices. You go to church regularly. Don't you get tired? And see, these voices begin to want to intercept what God has called you to do. And so today, what I want you to do is to tune into his frequency. Listen to what he's speaking to you and say, this is the word for my life. I'm going to embrace it. I'm going to apply it. I'm going to live it out no matter what comes, no matter who wants to come to distract me, no no matter what may come to discourage me, no matter who may come and try to pull me away from what God has spoken to me, I will stand on the word of God because I believe that his word is true. God is not a man that he shall lie nor the son of man to repent of a, based on what he said. Whatever he has promised to you, whatever he has promised to your family, embrace that word and say, God, I believe it. Even though I'm not seeing it yet, God, I believe it. I'm going to stand on your word. Your marriage may not look like what you, what you believe it would look like, but you say, God, I believe your word. Your children are acting up, but you say, God, I believe that I'm going to see my children. They're going to be difference makers. They're going to be history makers. They're going to be world changers. You may not see it yet. But when you grab hold of that word and say, God, I received that word, I believe it, and I'm standing on it because you're not a liar. Tune into his frequency. Let me give you this third thing. There's so much I want to say, but but I got to move on for time. Let me give you this third thing. Whenever he speaks to you, it will be aligned with his word. So whatever is being spoken to you, is it aligning with the scripture. Look at what 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16 says. Look at what it says in 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. 
all scripture is inspired by God. I love other translations that says God breathed. That God literally his breath, his life, his spirit empowered and inspired men and women to write down the scripture to give his thoughts, his impressions. And, and it says that all of those thoughts, the word of God is inspired by him and it is profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness that, that whatever he speaks, it is aligned with his heart. It is aligned with his will. It is aligned with what he desires for you. So if there's things that are being spoken of your li- over your life and they're not aligning with the word of God, then you need to know how to distinguish it and say, you know what, this is not from God. Fear and intimidation, not from God. Anything that pushes you towards, uh, 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 that pulls you away from God, not from the Lord. Some, I have so many people come up to me and say, Pastor, I just want to know the will of God for my life. Pastor, I want to get married. (laughs) Pray for me. I'm dating this, you know, somebody, and I want to know if it's his will. You ever ask about the will of God? God, is this your will? Anybody ever pray those prayers? Is this your will? Before getting into that job, God, is this your will? His will will always lead you to get closer to him. I just spoke to you, and I just gave you the answer. If that relationship is not drawing you closer to the Lord, and it's not sanctified. See, the scripture says in Romans that his will is our sanctification. Romans chapter 12 talks about the pleasing and and pleasant will of God. Whenever you are about to make a decision, the way that you say, God, is this your will? If you have to determine, you have to discern, and you say, God, is this going to draw me closer to you? Because if it is, it's not from you. (laughs) <laughs> Some of you are like, on it, Pastor, I didn't want to hear that. Because you have to evaluate your relationships. You have to evaluate your conduct. You have to evaluate your speech. See, some of you speak death all the time. Negativity, pessimism, and that's not from the Lord. Power of life and death is in the tongue, is in the words that you speak. And it, when, when you begin to align yourself with his word, when you begin to align yourself with his will, you will begin to speak what is in his word. You will begin to act on what is in his word. Your relationships will begin to be sanctified, transformed, and look more like Jesus because that is his will. So are these voices you, God? I'm praying, and I don't know if this is you. If it's, if it's drawing you closer, that thought and that impression may be from the Lord. See, see some of y'all want, want a deep, audible voice to come in your bedroom in the middle of the night. And, this is my will. <laughs> <laughs> and I know people who have experienced the audible voice. In fact, the Apostle Paul, when we look at the book of Acts, chapter 9 and 10, it talks about his conversion experience. He was on a horse on the road to Damascus to persecute Christians. He was Saul of Tarsus at that time, and he had an encounter with Jesus. And he said, Saul, why do you persecute me? He heard the audible voice. But let's just keep it real. God is not going to be sending thunder and lightning to our bedrooms. Sometimes it's a small, still, inner voice. It talks about that in Isaiah a small, still inner voice, but would you be open and in tune? Would you shut the door from the distractions? Some of y'all are too distracted. 
social media distracting you, relationships distracting you, school, business, all these things distracting you. Now, are, are any of these things bad? Absolutely not. I'm on social media. We have a business. We, 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 we do church here all the time, and we're married, and I have two kids. All these things, they're not bad when I'm telling you, but, when, when, but, but oftentimes we let these things distract us from shutting down the noise to be able to be in tune with his presence, and what I'm praying for now more than ever is that there are people that say, you know what? I've tried to do it my own way, but this year I really need to listen to God because when I haven't listened to God I've made a lot of mistakes and I've done things the wrong way but this year I want to listen to God and I want to know if I have about five people in this place that say God now more than ever I want to listen to your voice I want to hear you God whatever the answer is however the package comes God I want to listen to you because I didn't listen to so many other people and I'm still stuck I wish I had somebody in this place that knew what I'm talking about. I've listened to the voices of my friends, of my peers, of my family, and everything that they've told me has left me stuck. And I want to tell you that the word of the Lord for you today is that he wants to break you out of your comfort to grow. He wants to bless you. He wants for you to see his glory and his blessing like never before in your life. He wants you to listen to his voice. Will you turn on the expectation and approach him in the same way my children, when they need something or when they want something or or, or even if they don't need or want anything, they just want to be close. Can I tell you that our loving father wants that relationship with you? That when you need something, you go to him first. That when you want something, you go to him first. But even if you don't need or want anything, that you go to him. That's the kind of relationship he wants to have. That when you're driving in your car, you say, God, here I am. God, you've been so good to me. Driving on a highway, stuck in traffic, and you want to cuss, but you're like, nope, I ain't going to do that. God, I'm going to praise you. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Co-worker acting up, but you go, you, you just let me take a little more. God, I praise you. God, I thank you. God, give me patience for I act a fool up in here, up in here. <laughs> when you need him, he says, come to me. When you want him, he says, come to me. And even if you don't need or want anything, just every day of your life, walk in his presence. Be with him. Say, God, here I am. I'm your son. I'm your daughter. I just want to be close to you. God, I want to know you more than ever. God, I want to grow in your word more than ever. I don't understand nothing that's in the Bible, but I want to (laughs) learn. I don't understand any of these words, but God, let me just take one step that draws me closer to you. Is there anybody that wants to draw closer to the Lord? I I feel him in this place because God is calling you back. Some of you haven't, you just been disconnected. You haven't been back because there's been interference. There's been feedback. There are churches that drove you away. They caused the interference. 
But God has brought you to this place to tell you, don't care where you came from, don't care what you did, don't care who you are, you belong in my presence. I want, God says to you, I want you in my presence. I wish I had somebody that could lift their hands and say, God, thank you that you received me in your presence. Thank you that you love me. And you say, come confidently to the throne of grace. Here it is. How do I access that? How do I have that confidence? It's through a man named Jesus of Nazareth. His sacrifice for you to have that connection. He paid the bill. <laughs> he paid the cost. And Jesus didn't suffer on a cross for you to just be sitting there and say, you know what, I'm not worthy to pray. I rebuke the devil. The devil is alive. I'm not worthy. Those thoughts, I'm not worthy to pray. I'm not worthy to come to church. Some of y'all, before y'all came to Hope Center and they invited you, come here and said, no, I can't go to church because there's just gonna, this, the roof is going to collapse if I go to church. Devil is a liar. He says, come. He says, come. Come. Your concerns, your fears, your burdens, your desires, your wants, your needs. Come, 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 come to live on a daily basis in relationship, in fellowship. If it were by us, we wouldn't have that relationship with God. But it's through Jesus, praise God for Jesus. That it's through him, the scripture says that when he resurrected, that when he was, when he was resurrecting from the tomb, he tore the veil, whatever was getting in the way, the interceptors of the frequency, he said, I'm removing it. I'm removing it because I wanna tell the people at Hope Center, that I'm here, he's here for you. He desires relationship with you. Once again, much love and appreciation for listening to today's message. I'm so glad that you've been a part of the listening experience, but let me tell you, there's nothing like the live experience. It cannot be explained, only experienced. And so I encourage you to come out on a Sunday so you can listen to the messages live and be a part of a wonderful atmosphere within family and within community. You can find more information about our gatherings on our website at myhopecenter.org. Also make sure to follow us. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Our handle is at my Hope Center. I also encourage you to subscribe to our podcast so that you get notified as soon as we upload content. Make sure to share it with your friends and your family. There's someone that you know that could really benefit from these messages. So make sure to spread the word about what's happening here on the Hope Huddle podcast. So again, I hope to see you soon. Until then, peace, love, and God bless.